And we're live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Fans of Power podcast, episode 97. And uh, it's it's me, Tyler Baker, as usual, and uh, and the other VIP, uh, Jojo Amato, who's been experiencing some technical difficulties. <laughs> so hopefully yeah, he'll be perfectly fine and, and right as rain as we uh, head into this episode here, and he's not going to be... Um, uh, showing wood paneling or uh, you know, <laughs> not wearing pants or something like that. I, we, we don't know what's going to happen on his end here, but <laughs> let's let's hope it, it pops up okay for whatever reason. I mean, at least I'm still working here off of uh, my tablet or whatever, but it's in a way to where I can't see anything on the screen, and I'm trying to get my computer back up so I can make sure I get to everybody that's in the chat room in case they're going to have questions during the show or comments. So if there is anybody waiting, don't worry. I'll be getting to you in just a bit. It's just I got to let everything uh, fire back up on the laptop here. So hopefully it'll it'll be good. And hopefully at least I'm being seen right now because I have no clue what's going on. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're quite visible, the red face and all, and um, can't quite make out what kind of shirt you're wearing there. Oh, this is a Mighty Mouse one. Okay. Uh, it, it wasn't it, a Gumby shirt you said you were going to wear. So. No, it wasn't. No, I know I mentioned Gumby, but no, I have a, a Mighty Mouse one, and they made it a little, uh, you know, like worn, that worn effect, like it looks like it's an older shirt, but that's eh, actually just, I don't know, maybe a year or two, but yeah, so it, I guess it eventually could have looked like this, but I take good care of my shirts. At least I try to. I'm so uh, I'm sure the listeners are glad as well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what, like I said, I'll, I'll get to the channel. on your shirt. Was that nothing? Nothing. Just a stupid joke. Okay. Yeah, we had a little delay, but well, before we get to uh, you know discussing our topics, was there anything you would have mentioned about something we did today and that kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I, I I wasn't sure when we were going to mention that, but um, might as well start off with it. <laughs> yeah, might as well start out with this bittersweet news to to listeners. Um, Joe. Doug and myself had the the great fortune to sit down and talk to the Princess of Power herself, Malindi Britt. Yes, uh, the voice of Shira took some time, and uh, we interviewed her for about 15, 20 minutes today. And for the podcast, it was going to be an extra bonus podcast for everybody to download and possibly upload it to YouTube, just the audio, because it was just an audio interview. And uh, it went very great. She was a sweetheart of a lady, uh, very, very humble. And uh, when we finished up, we found out it didn't record. Mm -hmm. So uh, we we want everyone to know we we try to get an extra bonus uh, podcast to everybody out there with uh, some, some. We we did a we did a good job. We, we but Joe and I are both quite proud. Other than the delays on my end, which might have made it a little unbearable to listen to with the fifty second delay on my end, but we. We managed to get some good questions, and she seemed to enjoy everything we had to ask. And um, uh, but we for we it's almost kind of like capturing lightning in a bottle. It, it was a good interview, and we got some genuine answers from her. So we uh, we're we're, we're going to try and get her back, and hopefully uh, you know re, uh, probably in another month or so. And but we we asked some good questions. We talked about her. Um, Beginnings of uh, the character and how she had how she kind of brought it to life, how, you know, with um, the material she was given and uh, why it appeals to, to guys as much as girls too, and um, how it's aged so well and still is touching younger generations and still uh, keeping older generations uh, just as excited about it as when they first saw it as kids. 
Yeah, what an amazing woman. I mean, she had, like I said, I mean, she had a, a blast talking with us. It was, it was yeah. really, I mean, it was, it was just, she's so, so humbled. And like we were saying when we were speaking to her, I mean, it's like she, you know, she even mentions like she's, de she was destined to be She-Ra. I mean, yeah. she really, yeah. yeah, I mean, because how she was speaking of the morals, just the way she was talking and some of her experiences with fans and, and what they've said to her throughout the years. It's just, God, they, there couldn't have been a better pick of somebody that was meant to be She-Ra than her. And it just, it is unfortunate that, yeah, that it didn't record. Uh, the delay, I know that would have been taken care of fine because I know Doug would have edited yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Doug would have fi fixed that. It, it, it made it a little awkward during the interview because when she would say something, I would get it on my end like 15 seconds later or I would say something and she would get it 15 seconds later. It made it, you know, like, wait. Wait for it. Wait for it. Ah, oh, there it is. And right, because I even had to mention at points when we were yeah. doing the show. I was like, "Whoop!" There's a slight delay with with Tyler. I just wanted to say that so she understood it. And then, you know, of course, she would have. I mean, we would have had it fixed. But I just wanted to bring that up. So, you know, she wasn't wondering why is it just so quiet? Why isn't there nothing going on? Because there was times where it was, yeah, it was just dead silent and there was nothing happening. And yeah, I'm just trying to adjust my uh, hat as I'm talking here because I just uh, seen me in uh, the YouTube thing and I seen it was a little crooked and it still is crooked, but well, what the heck, I can be crooked. That's what I pretty much am half the time. So, well, that that was that. It was unfortunate it didn't record, but like I said, hopefully we get her on again sometime and it'll go a little smoother. You can, I mean, we can hope. Yeah, so hopefully hopefully we'll have that 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 bonus pod for you in the near future, uh, permitting we... Uh we get her to come back and uh, swallow the pride and the embarrassment that we, we had her on there. And it, you know, we didn't get any of it. So, um, uh, but we, we not, nevertheless, that was a great experience. I know everybody that had, had it, had it been picked up, everybody would have really, I think enjoyed the, the brief interview that we had with her. Cause she, um, she, she gave us some genuine answers. It wasn't like, yeah, it was great. Yeah. I'm really honored. You know, no, no, <laughs> Like that. Did yeah, this. she enjoyed it, and we enjoyed having her. It did. I mean, it went well. It's just unfortunately it didn't record. Yeah. So but. if you see any footage of her on YouTube, and she's all all smiles and very polite, well, that's what we got, and, and then some. So if you you want to know what she's like, just look her up on some various you know convention circuits that she's done on YouTube, and uh, you get an idea of what we what we got to uh, see today and experience. And so much that I even got a little. I think Joe and I both got a little flushed in our cheeks because. <laughs> Right. I had a crush on She-Ra as a child, you know, and because, I mean, still is a, it's a very hot ca cartoon character. And, uh, yeah. and it, uh, and I told her that, so I'm getting a little flushed here, you know, I'm talking to the voice of She-Ra here, you know, it's, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, uh, wonderful true. experience. And hopefully we can recapture that magic and let everyone else in on that as well. Exactly. So, well, like I said, hopefully we'll be able to do it again sometime. We'll see how that works and how it turns out, but well, might as well just, uh, I guess, start off with Super 7 showing some cool reveals this weekend. Uh, first, we'll get to, they showed Granada, which she looks pretty much like I envisioned how she would have uh, turned out as an action figure. But then they also, they I don't think they showed her with the the rock pieces on, but she also comes with the rock pieces like Stone Down Rock on did. So you could, you know, turn into her, I guess, the boulder effect. I would have loved to seen how that would have looked on her though i wanted to see how would she have looked with the the extra rock pieces in the back you know because then you could get a uh i just i guess imagine what she could have been like as a vintage figure if it would have happened because in the cartoon 
I mean, yes, we know she went from, you know, rock and then into, you know, her female look, but I don't think she would have the rock. She didn't have the rocks how they'd be designed like it is for the toy. So I just want to see that version. I want to see it on her. And it's going to be pretty bulky based on some of those pieces. She's going to be, a, you know, have like her outer shell is going to be quite big, just like stoned arm rock on. I mean, yeah, exactly. I think she's going to be a real slender rock, but. No, nah, I mean, she looks like she's going to be just as big and bulky, at least on the outer shell, as they are. Yeah, and I believe uh, it was stated somewhere that she would probably come in oversized packaging, obviously, because, you know, she's not going to have the luxury of being in a two-pack like Stone Darn Rock on, which made use and room of that two-pack to put in the pieces. Mm-hmm. She's going to be single-carded, so being single-carded, yeah, I think it's going to be an oversized one, but well worth it, and she looked fantastic, so it was good seeing Granted up. And the other reveal of classic style was Mandy faces, which looked, I guess, basically like you'd expect too. We didn't yeah. see any. We didn't see any other faces. We only seen just the human face, but he looks like he popped right out of the cartoon. Yeah, I mean, I, and I don't, I don't. If if for some which I feel like they'll make it work anyway, but I'm not bothered if there aren't other faces because it's Manny faces filmation style. I mean, it's. To me, the vintage figure looks spot on, filmation. You know, I, I, I never felt that we got something that was not, uh, because the monster face and the robot face look, I mean, it was like, that was, they looked exactly alike. So this this uh, looks, I mean, even more precise with how, how big the helmet is on Manny faces and everything. I mean, it, right. it, looks, it looks fantastic. They, they did, right. They, they didn't did show one. any weapon, but, you know, uh, I, I couldn't remember. Did he ever have his Manny Faces blaster in the cartoon uh, at the, all? Ever? He never used a weapon in the in, in the two appearances that he had. It was strictly just his, you know, skills as the uh, in his human form, robot form, and monster form. That that was all it was used. No blaster, right? Which makes me think. Maybe he'll come with some sort of cool filmation artifact or something like that. You know? Yeah, because uh, I was wondering, what would you do? Would you either give an artifact? Would you figure what the heck? Let's create a filmation style gun that he had as a toy, or the one I'd go for, maybe others wouldn't want it, but I think it'd be so cool. And I posted about the picture. I was like, he needs to have that oversized Orco head. Oh, God, if they could give an oversized Orco head as a bonus to pop on, I myself would love it. Could that be something they do? Not sure. Maybe it'd be something in the future like, heck, you know how they had weapons packs before and head packs? Maybe that Orco head could be something in the future if they don't think they want to do it now. But I think it would just be an excellent nod to the cartoon when you know he looked like Beastman, he looked like Skeletor, and then bam, the giant Oracle head. I'd love it. I think I'd lose it if that happened. Yeah, that I, I certainly probably wouldn't display him as such, but it, it would be an awesome pack in to have that because it was such a memorable moment. Yes. Um, of course, me, I'm always looking for. Can we get a trawling, you know, <laughs> somewhere? I mean, I I'm not complaining because Dialer Mug is on the way. I've gotten Shakoti and Mask, and thank God we got Lizard Man, but. How much cool, or how cool would it have been if you know they had something secret in the works and they were doing some of the widgets and wanted to pack, you know, maybe yeah, one or there. Okay, yeah, Joe, Joe corrected me there, and I should have picked up on that. We should we we should get one widget with Manny faces of the pack, like no weapon. Give me Squinch, Candu, or Laura. I don't care which one. One 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 of the widgets needs to come with me. I mean, you know, we 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 still it still can happen. We don't know, but uh, I feel like that that should be the pack in. You know, I, I think even more so than extra heads because. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. 
Yeah, we need we the widgets have yet to be represented, and th- those were a staple in filmation. So I, I feel like people can't sit there and say, "No, you can't do that." <laughs> no, it's it's true. Like I said, I I mean, there's so many things that could come with them would be great. But yes, they have Squinch, have Laura. I I think they would just be awesome to pack, especially if like let's say Manny faces hypothetically had a special oversized packaging too, and then he was posed in the monster form like raw like that. Now on the side you had Squinch and Laura or something in there. I just think that would be an excellent display package to have them all in, especially if they posed them like that. It ain't gonna happen, but I still think it'd be cool. No, no I guess I mean unless they decide, you know, when they set those prices that the, the when you pay for the the next batch of four figures the filmation sub is upped a little bit more because of the, the pack-in. Or maybe they put a, uh, a a widget with one, I mean, three widgets with three of the four figures. You know, one with Manny Faces, one with uh, uh, Tongue Lasher, one with Merman, and one with the Sorceress. I mean, or, yeah, or three of them with, with three of the figures. That, that That's how you do it there, you know. It's oh, I get that, way, that way people would almost feel like they'd have to buy the whole set of all four figures to get all three widgets. Yeah, it would be great. Like you said, getting them all in whatever way you can get them. Like you said, depending on however they pack them, but to get them all would be great. And I was going to say hello to in the live chat. We have the geek reviews and he mentioned Driel and Montork. So yeah, I mean, he'd love to see him. We'd love to see him. Yeah. I mean, whatever way we could get any more Trollins, bring them on too. whether they're going to be packed with somebody or just heck just, Give us a two-pack, you know. Oh, I, I would love a, a, a pack of little characters, like a box set of three Trons and three Widgets, or three Widgets and three twig, Twiggets, you know. Sure. I, 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 there, there are so many characters, you know, that still have yet to be represented. Um, but I, I think the Trollins, Trollins have got, I mean, we've got to have at least one, Uncle Montork or Driel. I, I just, I can't understand why it's taken so long to get one of them. But, um... I feel like that that would be a, a nice little bonus thing to do is to offer um, a, a small character box set of, you know, three or four of the, or even three Trons, including Yuckers and uh, Garp. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. Pet. I mean, not that I need him, but I'm like, if you want to make it all Tron based, I, I would be cool with that. Um, I, would th- I think he'd be a great figure. I think he'd be a fantastic figure to have him. I mean, he would be obviously better. Uh, but he- personally, I would say Uncle Montork, Azrog, and Driel, since Azrog is a Tron wizard, uh, I, I would uh, I'd give my left nut for that. <laughs> all right, hey. I guess give whatever you have to get what you want. So well, I'm just saying the Super Seven is saying, look, we can make it happen, but we need left nuts. <laughs> we 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 need we need we not only your cash, we need your left nut. All right, I'll do what I got to do. That's um, that's dedication, Tyler. That is, I give it to you. So well, after that, the other two that got me really excited to see were finally seeing some prototypes of the vintage style hero and Eldor. I believe yes. me, I yeah that. That's what I'm most excited about. I mean, I cannot wait to get those. They look great. There was sure a couple things that, like I said, oh, maybe could be tweaked. Because remember, they're prototypes. And in some of the angles of the pictures and even the videos they showed, you know, it looked like Eldor and Hero were bigger than the He-Man, Skeletor, and the others that were in vintage style there. But like I said, they're prototypes. So I'm sure they'll be scaled down to proper size. And as for Hero, while he looks amazing, just a couple little tweaks one is like i said this is 
it's not, of course, their paint job is not going to be that's what it's going to look like for the final figure. But I just wanted to put it out there for them just in case they had like Hero's eyebrows at like kind of like an up angle and a little high, which almost yeah, gave it. I, I did. I didn't. You're part. Of, you're one of those guys who likes to pick apart ankle articulation, aren't you, Joe? No, I'm a. Oh Jesus, I'm losing my mask. No, I'm one of those people Amazing. that. It reveal his secret identity right here on the podcast. It, it almost just happened. No, that, like I said, I'll, I'll say why I got obsessed on that in a second. But I noticed, like I said, the eyebrows just gave him too much of a, an evil expression. And the hair looked high. But I think that could have been a weird way the camera, I mean, the, the pictures I was seeing. Maybe, maybe not. But if it was, I just, I did like a little Photoshop job that I showed that lowering that hair design that was way up a little bit could make him look great. And Eldor, he looked, it's, again, an illusion of maybe the beard or the hood. Something made him look extra Hulk-like. But I know the final pieces would be great, but I just wanted to bring those up. But I'll tell you why my obsession on Hero. Now, I've said this, I'll say it again. I'm When I'm talking about Hero, I'm not saying I am a bigger Hero fan than anyone else. But I've had a longer obsession than me be most fans and why do I say this is why I say that I used to go into the stores said the story a bunch where I was always going into Elder Beerman it was pretty close to where I lived so I could always ride my bike there I would go there every week looking in the days when there was new He-Man figures that were coming that was pretty much the first place I could look before we eventually went to Kmart other stores whatever but I would always go there and, I, and towards when the line I guess was going away but we didn't know about it I was going in, going in, and finally this one lady behind the counter, Elder Beerman, one time she's like, looking for the new He-Man figures, huh? I said, yeah. And she said, well, I probably shouldn't show you this, but come over here. And so I went over to the counter where she was at, and she pulled out what was the dealer cap. What did you say? <laughs> this picture like, I probably shouldn't be showing this kid. Come over here. I want you to see magic beans I've got. <laughs> so, so anyways... She showed me that dealer catalog. Now, that's the thing. The dealer catalog, of course, when everybody got online and the internet and the days of internet, then they started seeing stuff, finding out stuff like, hey, there's a hero. Oh, there's an elder. There was this. Well, I seen it when I was back when I was 11 years old. She showed me this dealer catalog. She opened up. She's like, these are figures that they might be releasing, but they're not sure when they'll come out. And in front, what laid before my eyes was the picture that we all seen of Hero in that catalog. Eldor, Gigantosaur, Titus, Megator. I mean, I lost my mind. It's all I talked about. I would talk about this with my family so much they were sick of it. I would tell my friends who collected He-Man. Yeah, they might have a hero, Eldor, Gigantosaur, Titus, Megator. They're like, what are you talking They thought I was insane because I sounded insane. And after seeing that catalog and those pictures, I was going to Elder Bearman, like I said, it was almost a nonstop, a year straight, until I finally realized nothing new is coming. There's not going to be no new figures. There is not, there's not going to be anything else. And I think eventually that's when I seen He-Man, you know, New Adventures. I seen those figures. And I think that's why I had such a, an anger and disgust towards that line. It's because I was still expecting Hero and Eldor, Gigantosaur, Titus Megator, and I seen that. So, again, sure, there's probably hero fans out there more dedicated that really love that figure even more than me. But as for Obsessed, I seen that when I was a kid, which now I can finally, my obsession can finally be quenched. That over 30 years obsession of wanting that figure, hero and outdoor, I'm finally going to get it. 
So that's my rambling. Not saying because I know you love Hero. I know you love Hero, but I've had a lunatic obsession since I was a kid. Yeah, but see, when you decide you don't think the character King Grayskull is not that bad, <laughs> your 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 depth of fandom for the character of Hero is is very very questionable. You question, yeah, exactly. I'm going to question his fandom if you accept King Grayskull, but no, it's like I said, it's there. Maybe not as great I mean, as others. Been, you know, like I, I because I feel like the Joe that I know is is the Joe that was around in yesteryear, where Joe's either wearing a Jason mask or a mask of some kind. Nobody knows what this kid's face looks like. He's walking around with his dog coffee even then. And they're, they're, they're scuttling down the store on his bike. Coffee's in the basket. And they go into Elder Beerman or whatever it's called. Yes, Elder Beerman. And, and, and the lady behind the counter is like, I probably shouldn't be showing you this. And then she ends up, you know, showing him, you know, like a, a dirty magazine or something like that. <laughs> These are naked pictures. Of but he's like, <laughs> what about Hero? Sorry, kid. The line's been discontinued. And then the lastie theme music from the old black and white show kicks on as Joe turns around and him and Coffee get their heads lowered and that, that whistling music just plays as they slowly walk out of the store. They get on the bike and they go down the, to the local drugstore and he gets a Coke float and Coffee's sitting there too and neither one of them are drinking their Coke floats and the music's still playing. Well, you painted you know, that picture perfectly. He's got his hand on his mask. You know, the, the, the barkeep comes over, Joe, everything all right here today, son? Like I just found out, I I have no hero. <laughs> That's it. Well, well, speaking of hero and other stuff, we have Doongi Forever. He's in the chat room, and hearing my story, he said, "Yep, it's time to heal because I'm gonna get hero finally." And he said, "The hero be in your heart." And he said, "Under my mask is another mask." That's yeah, possible. Could be. But thanks for joining us, Doongi, and glad to have you in the chat room. Absolutely. So no, those I, things I, that- I hope I hope these do well, but I, I I told Joe earlier today until we get an official like release date for Hero and Eldor, I mean I I and un- unfortunately I don't think anything was released this week by Brian Flynn as to like we're aiming for you know December of 2017 to take pre-orders, which I know with them it's a different ball game than it is with Mattel, but I um, even though we got Hero and Classic, so I, I can't complain too much about. It not getting hero but to get the the version we were we were destined to get um is something that i i hold true and dear and i hope to god we get the original card backs and yes, uh the powers of grayskull like, style like, what's that yeah the powers of grayskull style yeah. card backs that the, yeah they already exist yeah. and i'm sure emiliano though he'll probably help make that happen because i'm sure that i think he has scans of that from yeah. the power and honor so i think he'll one way or another make sure that happens i yeah. would hope Hopefully more more of the prototype characters that, that were due to come out, like the White Ninja, I think his name is called Samurai, um, that was featured in um, that three-pack with uh, Lord Grass and Plasmor. And, uh, oh, that was his actual name back then they were going to use was Samurai? The the Because the, it's not Plasmor, it's not Lord Grass, and it's not uh, Terror. It was, uh, a, a, I think, Snaptrap. Uh uh, samurai, I think, which doesn't make much sense, but I'm not going to argue because if that's what they were going to call the character, I, that's what I'm going to go with. And uh, I, 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 I think Cy, Cyborg, or I think was the... I forgot what it is, but they did have official names, and the name of the White Ninja, I believe, was supposed to be Samurai. Um, hmm. so, um, I wonder so, how they spelled that, if there was a special way they spelled Samurai, if it was in the clever little hyphenated master's way of doing so. Yeah, something like that. But I, I hope we get you know more of what we were supposed to get um, in the Powers of Grayskull line. And um, 
Hell, they need to let Axel like come up with some more ideas for pre-attorney characters or something like that since he's doing all that box art and card art stuff. So, um, but I, but just to get Hero and, and, and Eldor in vintage form, I think that I mean, even if that's all we got, I, I I'd be I would be perfectly content because that's what we're supposed to get and be able to put them on the shelf with with He-Man and the rest of the crew. I think it's something that would make everybody's shelves complete. Yes, and that, like I said, yes, that's what I've always wanted. We don't know when they're coming. I, I even believe that Brian Flynn said at one time, I think I've seen it with the interview. I think uh, Rene Chavez did an interview with him on Saturday, and he asked when would the five-and-a-half-inch line figures come out, and I think he said Skeletor, He-Man, Hordak, and she would be separate in their line from Hero and Eldor. And he said originally He-Man, Skeletor, Hordak, and She-Ra were possibly going to come out this December, but things changed with the, the time frame. He said from Mattel there was a reason, I mean, excuse me, there was a reason Mattel wanted to hold off on that, so it would probably then be next year. But I wondered what that could be that would be holding it up from Mattel of what makes, you know, one of them to wait and not release them this December. Well, one would assume Mattel's got some up the sleeve, at least as, in a, as a means of marketing, whether they're actually doing something new. I, I find that, you know, I mean, anything's possible, but um could be a whole marketing thing. You know, I have no idea what they're, um, what they got up. But if Mattel's got something to do with it, you know, you'd like to think that there's a little bit more of a grander picture going on yeah. behind the scenes that we are not going to be told anything about until... What, what's there's there's always a big convention in October. Is it comic? Is it Kamikaze like Stan Stan Lee's Kamikaze uh, convention? You know I can't remember the October. There, one. There's always there's always because we've gotten reveals in October before I believe, but um, I always feel like there's there's some sort of big uh, convention in New York or Los Angeles or something like that in October. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Toy, I, I can't remember when Toy Fair comes. I know there's a Toy Fair and then there's a New York Comic Con, which I think is in February. Maybe I could absolutely be yeah, wrong. But it, it's hard to say. Everything's subject to change when, when we're dealing with this kind of stuff. You know, it, I mean, anything. It could be another year for all we know. So it's, uh, but uh, it's nice to think about that if Mattel's getting back in the game with this uh, property, then maybe they've got something. Uh, cooking behind the scenes, and hopefully it'll be something that uh, benefits He-Man and She-Ra, not something that makes it look like a joke. Yeah, I, I would hope something great. I mean, it's you always like to think, you know, is there the possibility of a cartoon, something else? But you know, you don't even want to start running with that idea. That's just it's no, way no, just yeah. uh, it's it's pointless. I think to to be thinking about that at this point because it just. And, and unless there's somebody, Mattel is deciding, you know what? Let's celebrate this and, and, and try this 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 toy line with the masses again. It did so well for us in the '80s, and you know, every all these other lines are still doing well for Hasbro and Playmates. Why the hell can we make He-Man work? You know, and She-Ra for us. So, right, right. So, I'm, whatever they have planned, like I said, hey, I'll sit back and wait. I'm patient, and I'm sure when they come out, they'll be fine. They'll all look perfect. All of the figures from the four that they showed for the five and a half inch to here on Eldor, I'm sure they'll look, you know, they'll look great beyond whatever else they have planned in the future. Really quick, the slacker guy, he's in the live chat room, and thanks for joining us. Uh, he was thinking maybe New York Comic Con. He wasn't quite sure what October was either, but yeah, the, it's 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 a relatively decent sized convention in October. It's at the beginning of October, like October 10th or something like that, you know. 
But uh, we, we've gotten some human-related news in that, at that convention before in the past, so maybe something next month, possibly. That's that's just being, you know, uh, optimistic, not to say that we're going to get anything. But um, Right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen either way. But I think they put on a great show. Super 7 showed some figures that everybody's been clamoring for. They satisfied, again, the classic styles figures to the vintage at least they're, you know, they're still pumping out the show and stuff, and you can only wonder what will they have next. So, and we we are due next month to get the new classic figures. Am I right? Like the the formation sub and the the collectors liners, but we're due to get those next month. I mean, is have you heard any kind of changes in the in in the the time frame? Because I, I haven't, but I actually I always hate speaking of it because it seems like any time it's spoken out loud, another delay might happen, and I don't even want to curse any I've, of the. The ultimates being delayed as much as they were, there was no reason to think that you know we were going to get the the two subs that people bought back in May and June at that exact date. I just felt like, well, if the ultimates are getting delayed and it's just figures that have been done before, it may be Christmas before we actually receive the the new new stuff. So I'd like to think that we're finally going to get Lodar and Quake and Hawk and and, and Fangor next month, and uh, the rest of the formation uh, crew uh, like Triclops and Hordak next month, but um, I won't hold my breath. Yeah, like I said, I just go with the flow. Let's see what happens. Otherwise, I, 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 on it. Do sleep over it and, and go on some sort of tirade on social media and bitch and complain and, man, this is fire bang, this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, none of that nonsense. Just wait. We got them. They're coming. Yeah, they're coming. We, we, we waited this long for Hero and Eldor to come in vintage form. I think we can wait a few extra months for the classic line. So. That's right. I've, yeah, I've waited over 30 years. My obsession's been insanity. So, I mean, that's patience. That's dedication. Hey, right I've been just as in, in, in insane to get that figure ever since I saw it in the Powers of Grayskull, The Legend Begins, Man in Common Man. So don't be painting yourself. You didn't even know his. You didn't know who he was going to be. Around it, 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 Elder Beard Man's. You but know, you didn't see the figure. I seen the figure. You didn't even, even mention the name here. Silhouette of him making everything disappear. Like, who is this guy? You know, all, all the answers we revealed. See, and part two of the powers of Grayskull. We. Never but you just did. said it. You just said it right there. You said, "Who is this guy?" You didn't know or didn't know. I knew it was Hero. I knew you it was didn't Hero. know that there was the character in that mini comic, though. You yes, did I not. did. I knew there's it. There's no about it. There's I nothing in that first issue. And there's nothing it. in that catalog that says a Hero is the guy cloaked in the darkness. I no, just no, knew it was no, going. Don't even pretend that you didn't know because you didn't know. Not, not not even the the lady at Beardman Elders. Knew exactly what what was the well then hey like, that's hey, a good idea then what I'm you just said there. that's a good that's I'm a good one you had the obsess on you had the obsess on hero as the comic but I had it for him as the store so you had heroes thought without a name from the mini comic but I knew of a hero so in fact I have been obsessing more because I've seen a hero figure before you did and a lot of people so as for hero. I've obsessed longer. You've just obsessed over a silhouette of a character. You didn't even know who the hell it was in Power Graceful. So I, so I win. I win. You believe uh, in the Easter Bunny too, kid? Yes, I do. Now let's go watch Sidekicks. All right. Now, now that we're done with that, with the back and forth rant, um, uh, let's uh, go ahead. Why don't you start off with, uh, well, since, see, we were going to transition since we talked, you know, to she herself earlier today. We are figuring, hey, we talk about kind of what made she you know, so loved throughout the years. What makes what made it to where guys could get into Shira along with girls and 
and we were going to discuss, you know, like I said, transition from one to the other. So even though we don't have her, obviously the audio recorded, we still discuss it. And as for me with She-Ra, the cartoon, I mean, it was a no-brainer. Right, right when we've seen it, just it's like, oh man, that's E-Man sister. And you felt like you were just basically watching a cartoon you could still relate to. I mean, it was still full of action, had the hero that's super strong, had the cool looking enemies. It's like, there's nothing you could dislike. I mean, especially when you could watch He-Man and She-Ra in the same hour back to back on a lot of stations, but you didn't feel like you were watching, you know, cause you know how it is as guys, you know, you might watch a cartoon like, I'm not going to be watching Strawberry Shortcake. I'm not going to watch anything that's, you know, girly, girly. Well, she didn't feel like a girly, girly cartoon. It felt like she could be loved from guys and obviously from girls, but everybody could equally love her. She just had a great way of connecting with everybody, cartoon-wise. I think I think for me, because I, well, I was really, really young when I found out about she and I think it was the cartoon, then seeing the toys, uh, was the Horde was in it. And I, I had had Hordak, I had, you know, Leech and Mantana and Grizzlord at a real early age. And to see them in the cartoon running around it, that was, that was, I think, the biggest grabber for me that caught my attention was seeing the Horde in this series, seeing these He-Man villains running around in this, this other cartoon. And didn't really kind of make the connection that He-Man and she were, were sisters. I mean, were, excuse me, brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Um it, it, it felt like it took me a little bit longer as a child to put that together, like before age five or six. Definitely age five, I think. Because um, I, I just thought I wanted He-Man to get with She-Ra because I, I didn't catch the brother-sister connection there because I thought she was this really hot blonde chick. He-Man is to get with her. You know? <laughs> wow. You're like, go to hell, Tila. You know, I don't want you. And I don't want you, you know, I don't want He-Man shacking up with you. It was a little four-year-old <laughs> me thinking this. But, um, that's a weird I, idea. Yeah. Do what? That's weird. I, I just, like you said, I didn't realize you were just only four years old. So I, I, I was real young. It was before my brother was born. So I was either at a late three years old or early four years old. Um, when, I mean, cause all this seemed to be happening within the same year, my addiction to masters of the universe. So, um, and I remember, I do remember seeing she on TV at that time. Not, not, I mean, it was very, very little. I mean, I, I, I can remember seeing it after uh, in the afternoon, probably when I got home from daycare or something like that. But that's about as far as I can remember, because the rest of it was, was through VHS tapes from uh, Beyond Video. And um, I, I, just, I just fell for the cartoon. I, I, I thought Shira was a knockout. I thought she was real pretty to look at. Same thing with Adora. I liked Swiftwind. I thought Bo was a cool character. And to see all these hordesmen that I had the figures of in the cartoon, it was oh, it was so exciting to see Leech and Mantana and Grizzlor, um, and to see She-Ra fighting him. And um, and there were there were you know the, the cartoon like He-Man itself, regardless of what some casual fans may sit there and dump on, is that the She-Ra cartoon is aged extremely well. There's are tons of great examples to show newcomers or casual fans who don't really know much, but will present themselves as if, as if like they know it a great deal. You know, it's like, no, 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 no. If you're, if you're going to sit there and say that you think that all these, these cartoons to me are just so corny and campy. I liked him as a kid though. And I'm like, no, 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 no. There's a lot of these episodes that still really hold up. And I mean, a, a lot of the, I mean, there's a lot of uh, favorites. I mean, that I liked as a kid, like Huntara was, I mean, I, I, I treasured that particular episode and come to find out 
a lot of people did as well. It was a heavily uh, remembered episode, and it's a great action-oriented uh, episode with uh, Shira taking on the bounty hunter, the famous bounty hunter, and uh, and that's just one of many episodes. And to, you know, I named this one not because Joe hates it so much, but here we go. Huh? Laughing. What are you going to talk about? The one with sorrowful. Yeah, the laughing dragon. Yeah, like, I had a feeling. But this was something we we talked to Melindy today. Was her approach with the door that I think to she she wanted uh, a door to be like Juliet from Romeo and Juliet, a very soft spoken, sweet character. And and a door is that, and and in that episode, because that that's one I used to watch a lot. Her whole approach to uh, to sorrowful the dragon was very tender hearted and. You know, the way she's so nice to this giant cowardly dragon with his big dangly tongue hanging out and and everything. And uh, she just was a, a character that you feel like uh, you just would want to go over and hug as a child. You know, like that, the real pretty lady, but she's real nice, too. And, you know, like, <laughs> I, I want to cling to her. She's pretty. And you get all like, oh, no, hold, 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 hold. But uh, it was... Man, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting lost in my, my thoughts here. It's 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 such a wonderful cartoon. It, it's uh, and I think because there, there there wasn't light and fluffiness that you'd expect in a, in a girls' cartoon in this. And I, I yeah I guess and I, I remember I think it was in one of the um, the first documentary on the Shira DVD release for Volume One that when they were doing when they were looking doing some fact checking they found out that. Girls, a lot of girls were watching the He-Man cartoon, so I guess that's why they felt like, well, we can make a cartoon aimed at girls, but we can bring the boys over because the girls are still watching the He-Man show as well. So we had to take take into consideration that guys like Larry Dottilio, who wrote Secret of the Sword, and uh, you know Lou Scheimer, and the you know and uh, um, Tom Tatarinowitz, and uh, a lot of the various people who worked on Shira, they. They they knew what they were doing, so it's it's kind of no surprise why boys still liked it because they made sure it kind of had a a neutral feel to it. That even though there's a lot of bright pinks and yellows and some light blues and things like that, no, there was it just still worked some, well. It worked perfect. I mean, yeah, like you said, well. they, they they made that transition that that even though the 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 hero of the show was a female, she's not at the end of the day combing her hair. And, and and baking cookies and things like that. No, she she's out there kicking ass and yeah. She was like a powerful role model to girls, but also guys could just relate because it felt like it was still. You felt like you were watching a He-Man cartoon, but you know, in a whole different world. But it's She-Ra, and then a whole new cast of evil characters and all, a new group of friends for She-Ra. I mean, it just worked. It worked so great. See the cartoon on the aspect of like you said, it seemed like it could reach all guys and girls. See that that's what's different when you looked at the figures, though. See, I. I collect i love like i said my tila figure love my tila figure i love eva lynn i love the sorceress but when it came to the she-ra figures they were more doll like those were i mean they were obviously geared towards girls i mean they had hair that you could comb you know so as a guy you felt like i can't collect this because you felt like you're playing with barbies because you've seen your sister playing with barbies but i mean but heck if anybody wanted to collect them that's great but I couldn't myself. I was like, I felt like it was like a doll. And I know that, you know, because I even have a shirt that says, we're, you know, it's not a doll, it's an action figure. You know, guys, we always want to say, no, I'm playing with a guy toy. Because we even got this guy. Sometimes you had a He-Man figure and somebody might say, you playing with dolls? Like, saying a doll. You know, dolls, you always assumed had hair. So, the uh, toys, anyway. 
that looks at an action figure that looks like He-Man, a G.I. Joe, a Transformer, or a Thundercat, and they have the they have the balls to say that it's a doll. Uh, rest assured, I mean they they need to have the living hell slapped out of multiple times because d- does this look like a doll to you? What exactly. doll has muscles on top of muscles? Carries a sword, a battle axe, and a shield. You know, just uh, just someone who likes to insult children that says that kind of nonsense. But the the thing that the thing that really kept me because I didn't. I didn't remember as, a, as until much later that the Shira toys had the, the fluffy hair that you could comb. The biggest off-putter for me was that the packaging was bright pink. You know, so to see it in Toys R Us, this big, big, you know, eye-level display of Shira toys at the front of Toys R Us and just kind of walking to it mesmerizing, thinking, I can't be seen doing this, man. I mean, it's Shira. And there's, no, that's, want- just, that's just how it is. Like you said, because I mean, it's pink. There's Barbie with pink. And it's just, it's that's how, when you're looking at figures, obviously it looked like it's for girls. Just like there's toys that look like they're for guys. And I even had some girls that I knew growing up that were tomboys. That, you know, some of them, they liked maybe some of the boy figures, but then they weren't really allowed to get the figures that looked too manly because they were supposed to be getting girl stuff you know it's just culture just how it was when you were a kid you know the girls would harass the girls if they had boy you know toys and then if a boy wanted to get a figure that could have been she they could have got harassed too it's just it's unfortunate but that's how just it is you know when you're growing up it's just that's how you look at things as you get older you learn to think you know what these are still cool to collect it's like sure now i would like to have all the she figures which i have i don't have them all yeah, but I have yeah I, as an adult if i, I i've seen I, I picked them up I like frosting cast a spell i, I mean i'd <laughs> seen them and i'm like no I'll, I'll, I'll how much you want for frost i'll take it yeah yeah exactly yeah, I, the, the only time I did see him, and I, I, I maybe I did, tell, I think I've told Joe this behind the scenes, but I went over to one of my mom's best friend's house, and her two daughters were really into She-Ra, and they they had, I think they had the Crystal Castle and a variety of She-Ra figures, and it just, it was so exciting to see all these She-Ra characters right here, and it didn't, the, the hair, it was just more about, there's Frosta, that, that, that's, that's Castaspella, and, and they had, they had Moss Man. That was the one He-Man figure they had. They had Mossman. That was the first time I ever saw Mossman was at their house in a, in a pile of She-Ra figures. And I brought over my Evil In figure to play with them. Oh, you did? That's pretty cool. Yeah, so that was the only time I saw the She-Ra figures in person. And uh, it was it was very exciting that day to see all that stuff. I'll, I'll never forget it. Yeah, well, I, that's a great memory. I mean, I, well, I remember how I seen the She-Ra figures that, well, I still remember the one to trade for Hordak. But either way... Uh, yeah, I remembered what they looked like, but see. Did you tell people that, that the girl that you stole the Hordak uh, or the She-Ra figure, the, the girl that you stole the toys from, was it, that was the girl you ended up dating eventually, right? Yes, I'm a thief. I'm sorry, but and I she made things. Just found out what he did to her all those years ago. I made things. Right. And Joe, Joe, the last he music came back on, and there goes Joe and Coffee down the road. And there's, there's one flat cloud that's just hovering over the two of them as they walk down the side. Exactly, raining just on us. But no, it's just, I mean, you know, when we're talking about the figures, it's, of course, what do you do? Like, you know, when I was a kid and I'd have He-Man, you do what the kids did in the cartoon, basically. Not that they had to tell us how to do it, but, you know, like, all right, you know, like, you know, He-Man, I'm going to get you, you know, and then you're like, all right, Skeletor, like you're using your guy voices back and forth. And when girls had the She-Ra figures, they're using the light 
girly voices. So that's why I think, yes, the guys usually gonna play with them. I I couldn't have pictured having Frosta and cast a spell and Sheeran. And I'm using girl voice. It's like I didn't do just... a whole lot of talking out. I did a lot of my kind of me- like it mentally. I, I would do the sound effects from punches and stuff like that. But I I would talk out loud like those dorks in the commercials, those kids that you'd see. You know, any of them when they were you talking. Can make an evil slave of He Man. And those those kids who do those voices, man. I mean, it's like the director just said. Do what you would normally do. And those kids have got intensity in their eyes when they're sitting there, you know, Moss Man is green, so I can't be seen. Ha, 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 ha. I mean, these kids are going for the Oscar when they're trying to sell you these toys of how cool they are. Go back and watch them. Anybody that's in the chat yeah, room or listening to us like anytime. It's a 21-minute video of every He-Man commercial from 83 to 87. It's missing a few. It doesn't have the Clamp Champ commercial, and it doesn't have the um, the Squeeze, Bustle, Heart, Mosquito commercial in that lot. But if you go on YouTube... There's about a 21 minute video of just nothing but He-Man commercials. And- I always liked it with the kids when they were like doing the little acting of stuff. Like I couldn't remember if it was the one with the Dragon Blaster, Skeletor, or Cobra Khan. And when the one kid got frozen, you seen him. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. Character- I always <laughs> try to, you know, yeah. I mean, the kids are selling it, man. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, 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 you know, I like the stinker. Well, smell your own stink, stinker. And they take like a two liter bottle and drop it on his head, you know. It works. I mean, it works. But uh, those, those were, we did a we did a, a commercial talk like last December, but I feel like it was it was so short. I would love for us at some point to go back and revisit some very specific toy commercials of of, of the He Man toy line because there, there there were some good ones and some that just you know even today you can make your like all the dads in those commercials. It's like, do you have to make the dads just dumb as rocks? You know, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, because so my dad with me about he didn't act like oh no we have the power like no my dad didn't do that he liked to joke and carry on he didn't act like a complete dork yeah they could yeah so could be questionable they're all great but that's just how it was supposed to be but well i was gonna say real quick doogie forever in the live chat he said would you say the sheba cartoon aged better than he-man's well honestly like i said i think they both aged together pretty much the same way i mean that's just i mean if you like he-man you like i mean they had both of them had a lot of the same writers so to me i can't really say one age i mean of the two, I'm, I'm always going to pick He-Man because he, He-Man is, is my – that's the, the greatest passion. But she goes hand in hand. But no, 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 I, I don't think um, – because uh, they both suffered from, you know, some some of the similar problems of getting a little too hokey um, the, towards the, the latter part of the run. But um, no, I, I still think uh, – I mean, if she fans say she better – I understand that. I'm not going to argue because that's more passion. They're more passionate about that. Me, um, He Man's always going to be my favorite, but I can't say that they're better because they had a lot of. I don't put one better than the other. I mean, like you said, if somebody loves He Man, that's great. Loves Shiva, that's great. But they age pretty much the same way to where there was both episodes in you know both series that were really great. They had very powerful moments, and both series had some. I, I will kind of feel like. When I saw The Secret of the Store for the first time on VHS in, uh, in 11th grade, I, I was already accustomed to a lot of the, you know, various, uh, some of the various episodes. And he, and I when I saw Secret of the Store, a lot of the voices seemed different. Like Hordak's voice did not seem the way that I knew it. You know, and um, Mantenas was pretty much the same. Scorpius kind of flip-flopped a little bit. Um, Bose was not as um, suave, 
and, and kind of a, a bumbling, you know, uh, charmer, so to speak. Um, I kind of felt like in Secret of the Sword, other than um, oh, a lot of the voices, I kind of feel like were a little off. Like they had not quite even even there was uh, uh, maybe it's just me kind of overanalyzing or nitpicking, but I even felt like a lot of the the, the He Man characters did not feel like as polished as they should have been as we had seen them in the He-Man series. So, but to go and watch the She-Ra characters, I felt like they gradually got to a much more polished point because I almost feel like, of course, Melindy, she hit Adora and She-Ra right off. Like, you didn't feel like that character gradually changed over, the, over like, with the voice. But, like, Horak, George's uh, voice of Horak was... Um, I mean, what I'm saying, go 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 watch Seven Secret of the Sword where you meet Horak, and then go watch... Talent for Trouble or Gateway to Trouble or, um, you know... Because uh, yeah, what I noticed, and it seemed like they laid off on as much of it, uh, they obviously, it seemed like for the, the Shiver cartoon, they definitely made use of the gimmicky voices, meaning Hordak did a lot of snorting. He didn't do it as much in Secret of the well, Soul. Well, we'll see. Hold on, that's what I'm just going to get to. Hordak just seemed like he would do a lot of snorting at points. Uh, Shadow Weaver, you know, Weaver would do that, you know, sound effect. Yeah. Then, then you had uh, Mechanic. I'm sorry, God, Mechanic. I'm sorry, Mantena doing the mm sound. Leech did the slurp sound. It's Love like every slurp. time. Yeah, yeah it, it seemed like even before and after they said every sentence, they had tons of sound effects. Then later on, it didn't seem like as much. But I mean, hey, that's how you're establishing a character with voices, what they do. And real quick, I was going to say hello to Tom Charlton. Uh, he's in the chat room, and he said he had Tilo and braved the ent- and braved entering the pink aisle in order to get a Shira. So you're a good man. You got your Shira. That's great. It's something I couldn't. Have, I just didn't do when I was a kid. But hey, at least he got his. Yeah, I, I didn't have the courage because I, I was with my parents when I saw those Shira toys, and I, I, I that was the day that I picked up Jackalman instead of Beast Man. But I, I didn't have the courage to ask them, you know. I, I'd really like to have a Sheba figure. I was just like, no, I, I'm not doing that. Like, pink, pink meant girls, and like, I got to get the hell out of here. So yeah, it's just what a weird distinction, though. I mean, the cartoon anybody could feel comfortable with the cartoon. As for the toys, it felt different. But as adults, you learn to appreciate everything. So, but yeah, as for the cartoons, yeah, I think they both aged perfectly the same. And I wouldn't say one aged better than the other. I, I it really just depends on which which character you you cling to a little bit more. I mean, me, it's always going to be He-Man. Um, yeah. But Shira, um, but no. I mean, they, they were given a lot of great writers and a lot of good stories, a lot of great characters. And, um, I mean, you look at, look at the classic shelf that, that we've been collecting for the last, you know, what, about decade? About, almost. Uh, it's been of, quite a long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of all these just one-shot characters that show up in Filmation, both He-Man and Shira, from General Sunder to Mask and Chakotay to... Um, uh, Voltac. Uh, I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, everybody. Everybody. I think felt. I felt like both series got a fair shake. A lot of great episodes, great characters, and uh, a lot. A lot to talk about. I mean, we're still doing it here. Yeah, you know. Like I said, I mean, it's All endless, the- which can lead to more. To- you know, like I said, more discussion on that at another time. But let's count. Like I said, a little perspective on thoughts on Shira. But now, speaking of all the cartoons. Let's go forward many, many years, and let's do an MYP episode. How about we do a commentary? You tell the fans how to do the commentary with us, how we're yeah. to tune in to do. And Yeah, go ahead. We, uh, we, we had 
discussed about doing this this particular episode a while back, and I can't remember why we didn't do it. I know when Joe suggested, I just kind of groaned. But we have <laughs> intention to do every episode, no matter how how silly or or whatever, or you know whether Joe's like this is stupid or I'm like this sucks. We are going to do every episode, and of course, if if we get a request, you know, I'd be inclined to do that as well. But today we'll be going to 2002. And uh, be watching Mechanex Lament, which uh, I groaned at the idea of doing this, and we'll get into that why. Not not for what you're thinking. Okay, um, and they can catch it, like you said, on YouTube. Yeah, the, the and... episode is on YouTube. Um, uh, I mean, it's, it should. All you got to do is just type it in Mechanex Lament on YouTube. It pops up immediately. You should see. It should be like the first option at the top of the screen. Yep, so we all started to break where he says, "I am Adam." Yeah, yeah, that one. And uh, I'm going to count down from three, two, one, and then play. And then, of course, that's when Adam pops up on the screen. So um, if you want to, you can pause this right now, get it set up, or on your laptop or desktop, whatever it is you're using, find it and count down from three, two, one, play. There is uh, Adam's blonde hair blowing in the wind here. I remember the first time seeing the intro and... When it got, you know, bam, interrupted. I was like, what? And, I remember know, I actually... so pissed off about this. I'm like, dude, no, they're not shitting all... Sorry. They're not <laughs> cracking all over Filmation. It's just a fun little homage. And people were like, how dare they? And I'm like... I remember, though, the first time I seen it, I was shocked. I was like, wait, what just happened? And I thought, okay, maybe it's just for the first episode. Then it continued. I was like, well, I get it. I get the little gimmick. I would, but... Me, personally, I would have loved to have seen the full, you know, nod to Filmation. But I'm like, oh, well. We didn't see that until we got the tape of this, though, right? And then you got to well, see I the think, whole... I think it was one, one of the VHS tapes of, like, like the World of He-Man or um, uh, Courage of Adam on VHS. They only released a few of them. Yeah, and it was cool to finally see. And All right, yeah. well, here we go. There, now we... You know, I always liked how this just started right off in battle. It's like, wait, what's going on? You know, usually in a lot of episodes, you know, but of course we know how this had, you know, like continuity. But still you run around why are they all fighting? Everybody's fighting. But it was cool to see it all going right at it, and they're all just right in the heat of battle already. Which is kind of what you'd expect. It's, it's like what you see in so many pieces of art where, like, they're just duking it out, like what they what you'd expect them to do. And um, to start out this way, it's it's a it's a good way to start it out. And, um, and you see Mechanic already, bam, got damage right in his neck, got a blast there. And this... I, I, I you remember the first time I seen that I was like man arms looked up and then he's like retreat I was like retreat wait what I was just shocked seeing you know the heroes running from battle I didn't understand until you find out oh there's a reason of why he's doing this so called retreat I haven't watched this episode almost probably as far back as when it when it when it aired for the first time because I was so angry at how Mechanic was portrayed in this episode. I can't say I didn't watch it again because uh, when it came out and the it was shown or, or revealed before the episode aired that Count Marza was going to show up, I thought, ooh. And, you know, they hadn't shown what he looked like at all. I'm like, okay, this has got to be good. And uh, that was the, the kind of 50-50 split on this episode. And But I just felt like I, I, I've always hated people dumping on Mechanic, and I felt like this episode is to blame for that. For people who got back into, came came back to the fold when this cartoon came out, mm-hmm. don't remember much about the original toy line, 
this is this is what they think of when they think of Mechanic, and it carried on into that god awful DC comic book. Yeah, because you know I never got that vibe, you know, as a kid from the cartoon. No, I didn't and either. I never such high regard, and uh, and once this happened, it seemed like everybody's whole opinion on Mechanic completely changed. And cartoon coming up, it's like they're almost pretty much word for word speaking what Mechanek was saying, as you'll see in a scene later, it's like they're saying what he said of why he's worthless. I was like, oh God, why did M1... And, and I blame, I, I can't remember, I think Dean, Dean Stefan may have wrote this and I just felt like, I know it's that kind of, you know, uh, character's journey to realize that he's not at, I mean, I get it, but I felt like Mechanek, I mean, all these characters, like it's 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 a hard sell to make it look like any of these guys are a weak link. Yeah, you because know? see they did it with Snout Spout, Night of the Storm, and I hated that portrayal in that mini comic of Snout Spout and to have Mechanek sitting here talking himself down, talking about I can't fly, I can't ram like Ram Man, and you know, like I'm worthless, or you know, it's like why would you say that about yourself? But then everybody started saying what he said. It annoyed me because like, I never thought of him as being worthless when I was a kid and I still don't, but it seemed like everybody, now, I, I get, ang I get very, very angry when I see people doing that. And it really just comes off as like, okay, you're, you're just, you're extremely uneducated and you clearly are listening to what people are telling you as opposed yeah, and to, it was good that, Right. And Matt, at least Adam got there and, you know, talked Mechanek up of, you know, like at least, you know, what he did do that, you know, makes him a worthy hero. But of course, now you see him leaving where Man at Arms is and yeah, now he's and, looking uh, depressed and, again. And Chris Paulson's favorite character, Man at Arms, here shows what a dick he can be here. He sure is. It's like, why would you do that? Why would you say, I've got this gun that does that? You, there's, there is nothing likable, as, as I said before, about this portrayal of Man at Arms. I mean, he's. I, I I can appreciate and enjoy the hard-ass archetype in a lot of stories, but this is not one of them. What a way to rub salt in the wound, though, to show this gun. This this thing can see through things, and it can do recount. You know, it's like, oh, great. You just said that to the guy who's feeling worthless about what he does. Until I was fixing his neck, I don't know what's his problem. And he asked, like, God, you're a dick, Duncan. <laughs> no, he really showed it there. I was like, what a horrible thing to do. So poor little Megadeg now is just stuck uh, skipping rocks at the water, of course, yeah, feeling just, how... But look at the character. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like, how do you feel sorry for this guy, you know? The first episode you see him, he, he's going one-on-one -on -one with Triclops, even though in that infamous, you know, ridiculous weapon-spinning segment. But still, it's it's not like this guy is, like, getting smacked around all the time. But um, no. here we are with Marzo's first appearance in, in the... This new series, and this, this was, I will give give the writer credit for this one, um, for this updated Count Marzo, because I hated Marzo in Filmation. Still don't like him. And uh, this, this, yeah, of course, we'll find out about this being Marzo, but what a, <coughs> as we'll see later, he's probably one of the best upgrades of any yeah. of the Filmation characters. As I told you before, best upgrade of the series. I mean, there's a lot of characters yeah. that. Solid upgrades, but if, if someone were to pick this one, I'm like, I completely understand why, because it was a damn good upgrade. Yeah, I had no issue uh, with this upgrade. I told you, Evil Seed was one I thought, eh, I still enjoyed Filmation more. <laughs> Can't one, wait to Orko's Garden. Yeah, because I at least enjoyed, like I said, Count Marzo. But here we go. This is what I thought. It's like, this guy is promising Mechanic, you know, like, I can grant your wish. Why don't you have them both? Why don't you fly? And you can be strong and do what you... I was like, but 
why, why was Mechanic, I mean, he was so quick to believe this guy that he could grant his wish, but, oh, well, I mean, what the heck? I we don't have the story to... unless, the, unless the, the, the protagonist buys this story, so, you know, right. I mean, it's, it, you have to just play, play off the idea that, this, that Mechanic's character is very vulnerable and open to possibilities that, you know, they are living in a land of sword and sorcery and magic, so you kind of feel like, well, anything could be possible, but, um, yeah, I mean, logically, you kind of you know would feel that way, but it'd be the same thing if it was Ram Man or, or Manny Faces. I mean, Manny Faces goes to the same thing in Monster Within, where he questions, you know, I'm too dangerous. I'm, I'm, you know, I I can't do this anymore. I'm like, all right, all right. Did yeah. I mention we need to have that little man Count Marzo figure? That would be an we awesome. Do need a little version of Marzo. That 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 would be um. I'd imagine if they, they do like another 2000X character that we have yet to receive, which um, I don't know, I, I can't really think of anybody off the top of my head that I would really I don't want. know, maybe Captain Miro, I don't know. I, I know people I, want Miro. I'm not, that's not somebody I'm like, I gotta have a Captain Miro. But. I still think it'd be cool to have. I mean, heck, if you want to do it, why not have it? Because this is the episode where you're going to at least see him. Where you can yeah, see I, mean, him. I mean, if we got it, I mean, it's better than Decker. But... Um, and there he is, just tacking the hall with him. This badass glory hair with that Russian accent. It's, uh, it's, it's. And just, there you go, there's Miro right there. I think he would be an awesome figure, honestly. Get Miro, well, yeah, give a there's, no, there's no denying it. I, I think even some of these particular Royal Guards would be kind of a cool army builder as well. They would be great army builders. So I said yeah. there's still so you many know, things from just the death dogs. You know, the, the, I was like, just, damn it, your head is still. I was waiting for those to come because they haven't showed them yet, but I was going to bring them up. But man, they, I mean, they look so much like the dogs and Ghostbusters. I'm like, boy, that would be awesome to have two of those. Well, there were my thing I was going to say. I was going to say it later, but well, I was going to mention about those death dogs, hellhound looking things, spikes around. I was thinking, my God, those could be big beasts, the same size as Battle Cat and the Griffin that we already have. They're, I mean, it's it's a no-brainer, and those would be really wicked, but, well, that, that's again, this episode has so many things that could have been turned into figures, but well, you see, it took basically the entire army and everything to stop him, because now you find out that, well, his power is you know, supposed to come amulet from the, base. It yeah. all comes from that one amulet, but it, it's kind of it, it make, makes the character a, a, a very unique villain. He's extremely powerful, but he's also got the his, his power is, is equaled by his Achilles heel. And it's like you take that thing away. I mean, obviously, this is what the elders did to him, and you kind of—I guess you could kind of say because he's he's captured and taken away at the end of this episode. He's not back in his old form again. You kind of almost are, are led to, I think, looking back at it as if, like, if he doesn't have the ambulance, he's back to his old, his little, little shrunken self again. But, um, but in this, I mean, it's it's just like once he uses it, you know, he's back to his, his normal, you know, muscular self. But um, I always wondered in, in a lot of cartoons and in just movies in general, I always thought. I mean, yeah, if you start digging apart, you're taking all the fun out of it, so it's it's pointless to 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 go into it. Yeah, because like even like what just happened there, we could always honestly say, why didn't you just destroy the amulet instead of having it being hidden somewhere? Just destroy it. Yeah. You don't have to worry about nothing. But again, that's just taking the fun out of anything. Yeah, you don't you don't have a story. You don't have a reason for Count Mars to come back. You destroy his power source. I mean, that then it's like okay, then how you wrote yourself into a box. Right, and that's obviously then you would never get what you're going to get here. In the second, you're going to see you know why was Mechanic so needed by Count Marzo. 
you know, as these were sent into the fire pits or wherever the heck this is at. Sands fire here. All right. Well, yeah, there you go. So, uh, so you wonder, you know, well, why is he here? Why did they only need him? And then when you see this part coming up, you're like, okay, which again, what's going to happen coming up is another questionable, like, okay, really this long, it keeps going and going. But again, it's just a cartoon, just an episode. But I do remember the first time when I watched this, I said, how long is this neck? I know well, sometimes they say he does do so much of this in the Filmation series, like in, in uh, Disappearing Dragons, when Webster and Cobra Khan fall down in that, that chasm. I mean, you, you're led to believe it's kind of a ways down, and Mechanic's head pops pops all the way down there. So this was not a, this was this wasn't far fetched for me to, to see. No, him. I can imagine. I just remember the first time I seen it, I felt like wow, that was a whole lot going on. Right How am I supposed to customize that? Yeah, it's like, yeah, there you go. It's always left. Jesus, what's going on right there? Get it? Get it? He's walking on water. You think Mars is Jesus Christ here? (laughs) Could be. I mean, look at him. He just did it. Well, there you go, Mechanic. Thanks for, you know, thanks for nothing. It's just, I got what I needed and see you later. But here you go. You're getting ready to talk about those uh, hellhounds or war dogs or whatever the heck they are. They were given a name, but they're not name checked. In other Ancient th- spirits of evil transform this decayed form to Count Marzo, the ever living. There, that's his moment. He had his mummer moment. Nation sequence, and yeah, this is. Uh, it, it, it. it would have been great had Marzo been given a few more solo appearances in the show, and not just this one solo act, and then comes back. And uh, the Council of Evil then teams up with Evil Lynn in season two. Um, it because he's a character that can hold his own, as we we well see in this episode. And uh, yeah, and he's seeing everything that's okay. passed. Like right now, with that with Amulet, now he's seen what has passed throughout time of what happened with the Hall of Wisdom that now King Randor is ruling. So. And there he's had his basically his He Man using like you know the power sword to transform Cringe to Battle Cat. He has his version right here, and these are some wicked. Yeah, they look like rats slash. I mean, right there they look like the dogs from from Ghostbusters. Clearly, um, yeah, they they're some. Well, they they ones. fit perfectly, and uh, yeah, there there you go. There's your next custom job, there, Joe, is creating those little guys. That would be a doozy. They would, uh, yeah, they would take some work, but. Well, again, and now here we go. We got to see Adam doing what he likes to do, just trying to relax, yeah, take a break. Andy Vagina Taylor will just come in there and busting his balls about this. Yep, and it's not an act. He's not acting like an oaf or a lazy doofus or nothing. This is what he does. When he's Prince Adam, he just wants to relax. But now it's time. Here we go. I always love this transformation. First time I've seen it. The, I do, like, too. I, I, like, I like both the uh, – the, um, the th- oh, I like all three transformations in this series. The snake armor. Not me. The, the the growing one and then I this like the, one. yeah I like, I like the growing it. one but I won't talk about my hate for that snake armor one can't stand it yeah well, we know what you think God I hate I, God I hate that I like that snake armor I don't know why people dump all over it no but you know it's funny it's not actually the snake armor itself I just hate the transformation it's so stupid and it, it looks cool man it looks horrible it's stupid it's terrible oh so okay now let's move on He Man's going to take care of Count Marzo and we're going to see what Count Mars was all about. When people always want to question, can this person be He-Man? Can this person beat He-Man? Well, you're going to, you're going to see some action right here from Count Mars. This shows how bad this person is. And, you know, why they, why the council, you know, elders back then and all of them had to stop him because 
He's one strong dude. And, and I like it. those hellhounds when they showed him in that one particular picture just a second ago. They had different sets of eyes. And I don't know if that was a coloring error, obviously, because now you just see red in both of them. But the one had white and red. It kind of looked a little spookier. But I think it was just a color error, obviously. Yeah, I think that's all it really was. And it's error? cool to see a sword fight here. It's very brief. But it's still cool, nonetheless, to see He-Man having a sword fight with another character and, and giving Marzo a sword as well. And seeing Marzo best him right there knocks him right back. It's a, it's what I mean. Marzo wasn't any type of a joke character. They took a character that some people didn't really, weren't too fond of in filmation and made him one awesome evil warrior. Look at that. He-Man couldn't even blast through the, you know, the force field he put up. So he's, he's getting the best of He-Man. He-Man's done nothing to best Marzo so far when you look at it. Nothing. Yeah, they do. They do a pretty good job. Even when this episode is said and done, it feels like they still built up Marzo as a as a legitimate threat. Not like they did the Snake Men in the first uh, or the second part of King of the Snake Men or uh, Rise of the Snake Men. Excuse me, where they're just you know all kicked in the balls, thrown down in a pit, and it's all said and over. But even though they stopped Marzo in this, you feel like he came in, beat He Man, sacked the Royal Palace. Yeah, look at that. I mean, he took care of He-Man like nothing, and then bam, right here. There goes Battle Cat. It's it's like he just took care of the most powerful man in the universe, and people questioned if this person can beat him or who can beat him. Marzo, you might as well... Well, he did. He just beat him. And if he was, if this was a super violent cartoon, maybe he would even have killed him. But he took care of him, and then now look what he does. Look, there goes uh, Manny Faces, Buzz Off, Ram Man. He's wiping out all the heroic warriors. He's taking care of everything. That is one imposing character. Yeah, I mean, that's something that Skeletor did not do in this. In, I mean, well, I mean, he did take out all, all, all of the heroic warriors in Council Leo one by one. So he was successful in that sense. But to come in and just take the royal palace. Well, no, I, I take that back. I, I, I tell a lie. I tell a lie. The first episode, they come in, attack the royal palace to catch everyone off guard. So they... Uh, um, so yeah, I take I, I take that back. Um, that was my my mistake there. And um, well, there so it, it pounds not, with some because it doesn't too much. But here we are seeing the 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 real um, big plot device here is this this nasty vapor that these death dogs are are, are uh, throwing up out of out of their bodies here and pretty much poisoning everybody in the royal palace, yeah, which. Yeah. Um, it's it's a great 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 um, uh, plot device to get Mechanic back in the story and to get him out of this ridiculous idea that he sucks, you know. Yeah. Um, which um, I just, um, I mean, it's not as bad as I as I I just I just I. You know what? I just wish they wouldn't have constantly played on. Yes, I know. Yeah, Mechanic- they they like to remind you. That, oh, I'm a putz. I stretch my neck. I That's suck. That's what I mean. So it's like they're trying to. First, they want to talk about how he's so worthless because all he does is stretch his neck and then, you know, but it's, like I said, he's the recon guy. So he's the one that looks out for battle, but he can fight too. He has a purpose, but they want to now focus on this worthless neck feature. So first they showed how it extends so super far to where he was able to get that, you know, the amulet that couldn't be reached. So he was able to bite it and grab it. And of course, you're going to see his neck come into play again. It's like, well, why couldn't you just have him doing some fighting and battling too? He fought in the first episode, twirling this thing and getting down and being in battle. Why does it have to focus on just the neck? It's just, it annoyed me. They want to say how it Well, yeah, it almost feels like they, 
you know, they wanted to do this story where one of the heroic warriors is has a, a kind of a story of of, of a, a redeeming uh, self esteem story arc. And I mean, they probably could have done it with any of them. They slightly did it with Manny Faces, like I've said before. Rain Man dealt with it in Shadow, uh, Night of the Shadow Beast, where he's afraid of the dark, that kind of thing. Which seems like, you know, oh come on, man! You can have the, this this big hulking guy who's afraid of the dark, whatever. Not to say it's a horrible episode, but I, I mean, but people didn't walk away, you know, from this series and, and looking at Rain Man as anything less than, you know, uh, you know, and they left Oracle like out of this whole battle stuff, meaning he came to go find He-Man. He uses magic like that to wake him up with water. So you see Oracle wasn't bumbling, but you felt like, hell, Oracle, you know, you figured maybe he could have been accomplishing stuff too, but then that wouldn't have gave Mechanic his time to shine. But, you know, I felt like, yeah, Oracle could have been doing something back there. He wasn't absolutely worthless. But so, yeah, he woke up He-Man. And in fact, even Battlecat woke up by himself before He-Man. So maybe he has a quicker recovery constitution. I don't know. But um, I mean, it's a this. I mean, going coming back and revisiting this episode, it's not as it's not as uh, bothersome. I mean, obviously because Marza's presence is so strong in it. But I, I mean, I, I always felt like if I want to watch Marza too, I go back and watch Council Council of Evil because it was fun to see him in, in uh, that those two episodes in the Last Stand, um, turning on Skeletor in that episode as well. Um, but. Um, it's not as bad. I just, I, I, I just don't like these fantastic characters made to feel this way. And I, I guess had had he not be continuously looked upon as this putz of a character after the series, it probably wouldn't have bothered me as much. But when you see people in various forms and and the this stereotype of the character is con- continued on even to this day, you feel like okay, that's a problem. If people are going to continue to look back. This one episode and feel like this, this is what, this is the character. This is what we come to know. He sucks because right. neck stretches. And they had to show again why his neck is worth you know worth an amazing thing because it just popped up on the smoke. He grabbed it out of his hand and then there goes that. It's just okay. We get it. Now you, first you're saying he's worthless because of the neck, but now he's useful because of the neck too. It's like okay, enough. But I always thought with again just like I always I said at the beginning, but it takes the fun out of it. It's like, hey man why don't you just crush that? I know they show it look like it's like an explosion. Yeah, because he crushes the gemstone in the last stand. But again, then again, too, in that same episode, the last stand, they take the amulet and he just baseball hits it. I mean, hits it like a baseball, you know, in another direction. And uh, he gets uh, transformed again, I think, by uh, Zodak and uh, the sorcerers back to his old man form in that episode. Yeah, they had to show that explosion probably to say, oh, maybe if He-Man would have squeezed it, it would have exploded. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, again, now you just, all you do is give another opportunity for that amulet to be found, just like how the Council of Elders in the first episode, they could have destroyed it and they put it somewhere. But, well, at least, hey, they saved the day. You see Mechanic wrap up Count Marzo with his neck. So, again, showing another, I guess, useful reason or something useful for his neck. So... <sighs> Yeah, I just I wish they wouldn't have played so much on him being worthless because it seemed like fans did focus on it. So this episode, yeah. while it was great for Marzo and you know some other things, it sure screwed up Mechanic's image because nobody gets the point at the end of how he's worth. You know, no being people people still look back at him as just like the weakest of the heroic warriors, and it, that's not true. It's simply not true. It was it was never 
believed to be that way in, in filmation or the original toy line. He was seen as a very competent and, uh, you know, intelligent, you know, uh, warrior. And it just, it, I, I, I can't understand why, why people have latched on to that idea. I mean, especially hardcore fans and yeah. it, it may not be everybody, but it just feels like it's, it's so heavily remembered. So you kind of feel like this episode left a great impression on fans. So, Hopefully they go back and watch it again and realize why he is important. I mean, I, I've like I told you again, I've never seen him as being worthless. This episode didn't make me think he was worthless again, but it unfortunately did change some people's minds to where they do think Mechanic is nobody now. But well, that was a it was a good episode though. Like I said, we were introduced to a really fantastic upgrade and a new version of Count Marzo. You've seen his hellhounds, whatever you want to call them, the old man form. So there's lots of stuff that was going on in this episode to where, again, for figures to be cool, but just for seeing a new character. And it was a good story. It, it was. It was still fun, even with Mechanic being kicked in the nuts. It still was a good episode. Yeah, I mean, when I rewatched it today, I, I just started, you know, kind of gritting my teeth just that that early you know like oh gosh stop knocking yourself man i just i, right. I you know i know it's it's a story for children but i just feel like i i love these characters so damn much and i don't like any of them being treated any any less than any i mean no different than any of the others like i'm all about equality especially in masters of the universe here and I, I, I mean, I felt the same way about all the heroes all the villains all the creatures and so on and so forth i mean there, there's not a weak link in any of them you know, Tila and Man at Arms are not weak characters. They're just portrayed poorly in a lot of their incarnations. Yeah. So, All right. But, well, uh, uh, well, how did you bad. want to close it up? We we covered everything. So, um, did you have yeah, anything? Uh, uh, I will say uh, briefly, uh, Carson. If you have not seen yet, and you're just now uh, hearing, um, uh, Carson released some fully uh, colored. Uh, Pages. I mean, these these are done with dialogue and everything in German and in English uh, for the unofficial Leech mini comic, which are supposed to be going out in the mail this week for people who pre-ordered it. Um, you can still purchase it. Uh, just uh, go to the Cardbacks mini comics and more Facebook page, um, and you'll um, you'll see the various images that have been released. It's about about four pages complete. I mean, complete shown. Uh, he sent me another page today that I requested. It looks phenomenal. I mean, it looks so stunning uh, with all the the finished colors and inks and everything. It looks so damn it, better, better than I than, than I thought. Great. So I, I know that the and, and um, uh, I know the rest of it will, will look just just as good, probably even better. Um, the stuff that has not been shown. Um, so uh, the images for that are, are available. I've posted in some of the various human Facebook pages. Um, you can go to my Facebook page. I've got them posted on there. I tagged Joe in them as well and Doug. Um, but uh, those are up. They look great. If you're interested, you can still get a copy. You just need to email Carson, and uh, his information is on that Facebook page as well if you still want to purchase one. It's a total of 8 bucks. I think in American dollars. That includes shipping as well, I believe. It's not much um, to get a... Uh, a uh, unofficial leech uh, mini comic. And if you're just now finding out what it is, it's a retelling of the leech mini comic with a much more coherent and cohesive story. So, but um, that don't really have a recommendation this week. And I, I just, I recommend you check out the leech mini comic. That's my recommendation this week. All right. Yeah. I've completely oh, avoided all the preview pages. Before I forget, um, 
Doug and uh, our fan John Perryman got the the quote correct last week, which was point break. I had Doug tell me right after we finished, and then John hit me up not too long after that. So the the award goes to both. It's got to be shared by by Doug and, and John this week. All right. Well, I'll definitely let you know if at the end of the show I know what you're talking about because I still want fans to get it, but I'll let you know before we – yeah, get off the air if I think I know what you're talking about. But what? for the for the new one, the new quote you're gonna do tonight, I wanna see if I can get it. But remember, I don't oh. say it no more. I always <laughs> make sure I, I leave that for the fans now, but I always like trying to do it myself. But I've been failing anyway. So all right. Well, I'll just say what I always say. Go to fansofpower.com, go to popculturenetwork.com, go to hemanworld.com, and on Facebook, go to Masters of the Universe, He-Man and Shira Ultimate Fan Group. All great places, all great people. So until next time, have a powerful day i think we just hit a chunk of the road i think i just chunked in my pants i I have no clue see i don't even know what that is i've been failing i failed too much all the time so all right well i guess yeah that's it so uh we're done and i guess but we'll be back next week with episode 98 and um uh, hopefully uh another much enjoyed episode for us and for you as well so take care everyone See you next time.